Sunday pour back on a Tuesday night recording, middle of the week. Uh, we're sitting here. Uh, the Yanks are on the West Coast, so we'll be watching baseball, to put it loosely. Um, yeah, I don't know. But football, there's a game in two weeks, the Jets and Browns Hall of Fame game. <laughs> there sure is, yeah. Getting ready for it earlier than earlier this year. I thought this was an emergency pod. I thought you were going to ride the troops tonight. I thought that's what this was about, Tuesday night show. I thought you were trying to rally the troops, get something started out here in the West Coast. No, I'll call a team meeting going into the uh, Kansas City series. I think that's my plan. Man. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't players. like our chances Tuesday, and I don't like – I'm already out on um, – I just – I know it's irrational, but I already, I'm already out on Rodon. I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> so Friday, I don't know who's pitching Friday, but I'll go into uh, – we'll have a little team meeting before that. You don't you don't like his mustache, like his face, or you just don't like you don't think he's got everything. Stuff. <laughs> everything. I know like the fieriness is is nice when you're pitching well, but you got I don't like the fieriness when you're like slamming your glove and screaming into your mitt after like the eight and nine hitter or hitting lasers over IKF's head. Well, I mean like in Irrationally, how much time do you give him? Because technically, it's like his spring training. You know, basically, do you give him a little bit of time to see what he's got, or are you don't have any rational thought about him? You just seen you see enough of what Cashman does, what he's capable of doing. You want nothing to do. This guy was a Cy Young candidate, Cy Young winner, right? He had candidate? two good years. He had he had yeah. a good twenty twenty one and a good twenty twenty two. Yeah. Before that, though, I mean, this is kind of who he's always been. He's been like a strikeout walks guy. I, I was I was very perplexed during the offseason when his name was getting thrown around as like the guy, the pitcher. I, think it was I was like, like Carlos Rodon? Who else was available? He, he pitched for the White Sox two years ago. That was his Cy Young year and then last year with the Giants, right? Right. So who else is available? Around though, he's been around since like 2016, 15 though. Okay, but who else was available though? Like I think I don't think there's anybody else. But they could have been. I mean Ver- Verlander and Degrom. Right. So Rodon Rodon doesn't seem so bad now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I don't, I don't think. Uh, I was just, I was surprised that he was the like prize starting pitcher. In the I, I mean, I guess somebody has to be even on shitty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like a six-year deal. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this guy's not. Come on, six years. Six years for any kind of any pitcher is tough. Who's not ace or not? You know, not going to be an ace at some point. Well, I was sold on Carlos Rodon being like one B. Yeah, He's supposed not. to be. Yeah, and I could. I'm telling you right now, there's no way. There's no way that guy with that face and that mustache. There's no way. There's no way. I got. I get. I'll give him a few more starts. I gotta give him a few more starts. I can't. I hear. I hear you. It didn't look good, but I mean, he's he's got to settle into the season. It's a weird way to start. I'm not. I'm not ready to crush him. We need him too bad for me to start crushing. His wife tweets. 
That that I don't like. Not a fan of that at all. Nope. <laughs> I do not like that. Glaver just one yard, two one. Yankees on the board off the mat. I mean, there's no way that Herman didn't do Boone a favor and was like, "Yeah, I'll toss that Montiac guy a, a meatball so you can crush it." Say, so "Oh, see, didn't if I walked Otani last night." Wouldn't have been, it still had to go through this guy who's, you know, crushing us now. I didn't, I didn't have as, uh, as much a problem with not walking as, as, uh, you had to bring in Wandy if you were going to pitch to him there. Sure. Yeah. Sticking with King. But I said, I don't like, I mean, I'm trying to tune out Boone, but I heard his interview like in the, in the aftermath of it and him being so gung ho about it makes me feel like they should have walked him. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I was more, I, I more just didn't like sticking with King there because he's been a fucking yeah. meatball after meatball. It's waiting to happen. Yep. I would have gotten Wandy up, even though I think it would have been his third straight day at work. But I don't know. I don't like, uh, you got to get him out. It's the seventh inning. I know they walked him in the fifth, though. So it's like, if you're going to be consistent, you should probably walk him there. But I mean, uh, Michael King fucking blows this year. Yeah. I I mean, and there's also no – Francesca said this on his show, and he's absolutely right. There's just no rhyme or reason to how he operates the bullpen. And no. It's, it's, per, it's perfect that they're all, like, mediocre pitchers because nobody can crush them because who else are you going to go to? Another mediocre pitcher? I mean, outside of Wandy, of course, and, like, Clay and maybe Canely. We went we went through the list last show. We can't crush them because they're all it's you know one shitty guy after another. Yeah, and they get overused, and that's part of the reason why they're starting to wilt now, heading into August because they're used a lot and there's yeah. too many innings, and you I try mean, and I, save them, but it just doesn't work. I mean, I just don't think they're very good to begin with. I think I, I like I said, I think it's smoke and mirrors. I think you got. A couple guys got hot a few times during the season. But I mean they are when you go into the bullpen, it's it's just a fucking it's your you're playing roulette. Yeah, they had a good April and May, but they probably overachieved a little bit Absolutely. in those first couple months. Yeah. Uh Canely's been a little bit of a jolt, but he had a rough Sunday. Holmes got hot there for a while. He had a rough Sunday. They are one of the worst bullpens in the league uh, with inherited runners. I did read that oh, recently. I mean, that's like well, – that's why their ERA is so low because they give up all the runs that are on base already. Right. <laughs> they charge them to the starters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then they, they're definitely better with clean innings, these guys. But, I mean – I don't know. We're not really great at giving our relievers clean innings, which is a Boone problem. Boone loves, yeah, Boone loves to dirty him up as much as possible. I don't know. So uh, trying to see how many. I'm trying to see how many blown saves the bullpen has this year. Yeah, that could be a little misleading, though. I just like I. I just I'm tired of like the. I mean. John and Susan talk about how good the bullpen is. Kay and that these guys talk about how good the bullpen is. And it's like they've gotten crushed, especially the past couple of weeks. They've gotten crushed. But it's just, I guess, like I've been saying all year, it's just smoke and mirrors. Yeah, they blew a game to 
Colorado over the weekend. They blew a game to the Cubs Sunday before the break. They blew a game to the Orioles that Wednesday night. So yeah, we're going on we're on a little bit of a streak right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Long games. One game a series. Yeah, I don't know. There's no fix. I don't think there's a fix. I think no, this you... is just what the season is now. Yeah, no, I think there's no don't expect any any reinforcements coming anytime soon. It's it's all you're fooling yourself if you think there's big names coming here to help this team out. That is not what Brian Cashman does. No Juan Soto? Nope. No Juan Soto? Okay. No Soto, no Otani. Well, I don't think Otani's getting traded. I think that's like that's all like media-driven. Well, I'm just going by the names that are out there. I mean, a, a Bellinger's probably – is Bellinger on a one-year deal? That's probably the best bet that the Yankees will get a guy, but I'm not enamored with, with, with Cody Bellinger. Uh, I thought – Bellinger signed a multi-year deal with. Oh yeah, the Cubs. that's right. This is his first year at the Cubs. Yeah, he went to one year with them. Yeah, and they're already looking to move him. That's the uh, he's young. I mean, Bellinger's young. He could. He's an outfielder. He's a legitimate outfielder. Uh, he could play first base. I've never loved Bellinger. I, he's. He, I don't know. He's kind of had like a little bit of a renaissance this year, though. Yeah, I'm not an. I don't know. His down years in L.A. were bad. His, his post, yeah, his post MVP years were like embarrassing. He hit 165 in 2021. Really? And then he hit two t- 210, followed up with the 210 average. And this year he's hitting 305. So I can't. Yeah, I can't figure that out. So yeah, you're playing. You're definitely playing with fire with Bellinger. Let me see. What does his contract look like, Cody? He is okay, he only signed a one year deal and it's a mutual option, whatever that means for next year. So there you go. That's the guy they'll probably land. They'll come here and hit 175. Leave a lot no of faith. Iron. No I'll faith in Sean Casey straighten him out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if Sean Casey wants to be here. We're still trying to figure that out if he wants to be a coach or not. That fucking they blows my mind. They haven't showed him since that uh, first game, that's the first inning in Colorado. <laughs> that blows my mind. Sometimes he'll, he'll pop up behind Boone there when they show Boone. That blows my mind that they that they brought him in and it was like, oh, he wants, we'll see if he, this is something he really wants to do. What the fuck do you mean? See, this is something he really wants to do. You want to do it or not? Like, you know, like a guy know if you would assume this guy knows what it entails, I mean, he, he's in a long career. Do you want to travel with the team all year round? Do you want to be involved with the team? Do you want to coach players? Do you want to help hitters? Or or not? Or do you want to stay in, in the fucking studio in Newark or wherever MLB Network is? It's a temp position. It's so bizarre, man. Like, I don't understand. Why is that? How is that any kind of way to do business? How is that an option? We're going to for half a season to see if you're interested. Sent them over from the temp agency, and uh, come October, <laughs> late October, November, we'll decide if it's going to be a full time gig or not. Uh, maybe early, maybe late September. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it was kind of a joke that Dylan Lawson was the hitting coach, but the guy didn't even belong. It did not belong anywhere near a major league team. No, 
No, I don't think he'll be getting another job anytime soon. No, at least not not at the pro level. Maybe not. Maybe not within baseball. Maybe he'll get another job, but like you know, at Walmart or something. Be a greeter. Yeah, Walmart greeter. Man. I mean, it's got. I mean, it's imagine being that guy. A chicken parm sandwich turns Volpe around. As soon as you leave, he goes right back in the dumpster. Hicks, Hicks, Hicks goes to Baltimore and like tears a cover off the ball for a few weeks after he couldn't get anything going with you at the helm. And they and and he like attributed it to whoever's down there tinkering with his swing a little bit. Hicks did? Yeah. Oh what was the guy even fucking doing? I don't He's understand. Hurt though, no. I don't understand. Well, big shocker. I just don't understand. I think the hitting coach is an important part of the team. I think they have to have conversations with the guys. Talk about like how you approach pitch a pitcher, how you you know, how you approach at bats. I think that kind of shit's important to have those conversations, not like coaching them, just casually having that conversation, you know. And a guy like I, that, I couldn't like, say it. I have no idea. I would have that's my assumption of what they do. Like I don't think they're sitting there in the cage going, Oh, lower your hands a little bit, you know. Open your, I'm sure they look for things, they try and find things, but you can't like overcoach these guys. I would think it's conversations. And a guy like Dylan Lawson never was in that life. Like, how's he gonna have that conversation? Yeah, there's no been there, done that with Dylan yeah. Lawson. Right, so that's why I like that's why I think it should be an ex guy who ex hitter who had a pretty successful career. Like, I don't mind Sean Casey on the surface. I just don't like the Aaron Boone connection. He's got a back of the baseball card for sure. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't mean, know I don't, if it really matters. No, I don't think it. Like, I, I think hitters going to hit no matter what or not hit no matter what. But I think having those conversations might unlock something, or might something might occur to them, or might help their approach. I got again. I don't think it's like an active coaching position. I think it's like a passive thing. Which means you gotta get along with the guys, you gotta have conversations with the guys. That's my ideal pitching or batting coach, I think. But again, I don't I'm not I've also never been there or done that. Yeah, I mean, who knows? <laughs> who knows? I mean, it was Chris Chambliss, the greatest hitting coach ever. I forget what was he, 96, 98, 99. He may have gotten fired after 2000 because they didn't score enough runs against the Mets. I don't even remember. But he was but... the best. Yeah, he was the best. It sounds like he was the best, you know, <laughs> or was it Kevin Long? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't a big Kevin Long fan. Yeah, Kevin Long wasn't really been there, done that guy, right? Was he? No. He never had a big league career. Not to speak of. Probably Nothing still to... floating around somewhere, though. He was with the Mets, wasn't he? I don't know. Was he the Nationals hitting coach when they won? Oh man, he might have been. He's got a back of the baseball card now. <laughs> Guys racking up World Series titles, hitting coach. Wherever he goes, yeah. Championships follow. <laughs> There's the answer. Bring him back. I guess. I can't even name other. Gary Denbo was a hitting coach. I think he was a hitting coach after uh, Chambliss. Chili Davis have that position at some point? He might have been the Mets hitting coach. All right. Um, uh, oh, who? There's one other guy. I can't 
recent guy, I can't think of who it was, maybe before long, who was a player. Oh, who the hell was it? He's an ex Yankee, too. Marcus, Marcus Timms. Timms. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. He was the hitting coach before Dylan Lawson, I think. Oh, okay. So you also after long. Before long. Yeah, he was after long. Yeah, that was an odd one to me, the Marcus Timms one. <laughs> I'm not sure his I'm not sure his back of his baseball cards uh, inspiring anybody. Yeah, I don't I should go around and just fucking look at every team's hitting coach. I, I'm pretty sure it's not always there's some gross ones out there that you would not expect. Oh yeah. I'm I'm sure there are. All right, let's see what we got. MLB hitting coaches. Sean Who's Casey? the Braves hitting coach? The Braves hitting coach is pretty good. Oh, so kicks his back. Oh, there's assistant hitting coaches as well. Oh, man, there's not one name. Oh, there you go. Marcus Timms is with the Angels. <laughs> oh, okay. Their offense has been struggling. <laughs> uh Oh, Braves have a good one. Kevin Seitzer. Yeah, see, I told you. Yeah, big time. The Rockies. Ah. Uh, Bam Bam, Hensley Mullins. He was almost our manager a year yeah. back. Yeah, I think a lot of people wanted him. At least a lot of people calling him the fan wanted him. <laughs> Kevin Long's with the Phillies. The Phillies are hot. Went to this <laughs> fucking World Series last year. <laughs> Who, uh, who's the Orioles? That's the, the best hitting team right now. The Orioles have a Two-pronged attack, Matt Borgschult and Ryan Fuller. Never heard of either of those guys. Yeah, oh, Diamondbacks outlasted the Braves tonight, 16-13. Oh, I saw it was 13-13, yeah. The Astros is Alex Cintron, former player. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know majority of these guys. Ozzy Timmons, you remember that? You know that name? That name sounds familiar. Ozzy Timmons, Cardinals. He's a Brewers hitting coach, but I don't know where he played. Uh, Central. Padres don't even have a hitting coach. Padres <laughs> just said, "Fuck it." <laughs> they can't afford a hitting coach. Well, Soto will get moved, I guess. That's going to happen. They, they I gotta, would, yeah, they got, they I wouldn't cut. rule out. I wouldn't rule out Soto to the Yankees. I wouldn't completely rule it out. They got to cut salary. They can't afford these guys anymore. Right. Right. Mikey Moniak goes down swinging. Base is loaded. Um. Yeah, it does sound like Soto's getting moved though. How about uh? About Blake Snell. I don't love Snell, although lefty no. pitcher. I'm. I'm always. I'm always kind of like my eyes widen for a lefty strikeout pitcher in the Bronx. Snell's lefty. Right? going to trade. Yeah, I don't think the Yankees are going to trade for Snell. I could see like the Orioles trading for Snell. Oof. A wild pitch and a wild throw back to the pitcher. All right, back. Good back up there. Peraza. I yeah, can see I think... Snell going to the Orioles. The Orioles are the team. The Orioles are like 28 to 1 in Vegas to win the World Series, which seems a little high. Touch high. Does, yeah. 
They have a chance to be the one seed. Not a lot of faith in Baltimore. I think you got to bet it now before they uh, trade for an ace. Yeah. Right, but right. Verlander, Scherzer. I'd rather not root for the Orioles. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who I'd rather have. They both seem to be faltering and kind of just are just putter, sputtering through the season. I'm not sure I'd rather have one guy or the other. Probably Scherzer. Uh, oh, see, I would take Verlander. I don't know. Verlander faltered in the playoffs last year. It wasn't very good in the playoffs. Scherzer just seems like he he like checks out though sometimes. Big games with the Mets, he's completely checked out. He's a head. He's just a head case. But he's he's pitched in big games before. I would take Verlander in a big game over Scherzer. Okay, my life on the line. At this stage in their career, I mean, I think uh, they're prime. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'll have to think about that. I I think I'm Scherzer. I just I'm not sure Verlander has it anymore. Eh, he just need him to have it like a few starts in October. That's it's right. not, not a long term commitment. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't know. Scher- Scherzer's he's a weird, weird guy. Scherzer. He's yeah. He is a complete knucklehead. I feel like it'll just come out like he'll be getting ready to make a start. Be like, oh, Max Scherzer has a uh, he fell getting out of bed today. He can't make the start. Like something like I don't know. It's always didn't that happen in the World Series a few years ago? He ended up starting like Game Six, but he missed Game Five like out of nowhere. Like it came out the day of. That's right. Yeah, what happened? The blisters because he's a blister guy. I don't know if it was blisters or something with his arm. I was like, "What? You're not pitching." It's like <laughs> I think he was—he was getting ready to pitch against Cole. Like it was two-two. Yep. And he made up for it because he pitched Game Six, but or he pitched maybe Game Seven and full. I don't remember exactly what he did, but I think he made up for it. Well, I—I kind of—I kind of wish they would do this, which I thought they were doing tonight, but they're not doing it tonight. Um. How would you feel about a Rizzo Lemayu platoon situation at first? At this point, yeah, that's fine. To righty lefty with both of them, I, having both of them in the lineup seems like a bad idea right now. Yeah, I'm fine with the platoon, and I'm fine with uh, I'm fine with playing Peraza and Volpe just every day. Yeah, if they're gonna stink, you may as well just play them. I mean, Peraza had more walks last night than the team has. In weeks. Yeah, he had better at bats than the entire lineup. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> Javi yeah. Vasquez, that's an easy one. You can't just say you can't just shout out. I mean, this is being recorded. They're not people aren't seeing the, the screen that you're looking at. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, nine David Cohn's uh what do you want to call it? Opposing pitcher. Opposing pitcher. Perfect game. Ricky Lede hit a fucking bomb off of him. Second <laughs> inning. And then we traded for him twice. <laughs> well, in case the first time didn't take. He's he was the uh, he was the um Albert Abreu is basically the modern day version of Javi Vasquez. Ugh. A guy that we brought in twice. 
Yeah, it'd be like if we went back and got like J Hap again. Yeah. Or like tried to double back on like Sonny Gray or Avaldi. Two guys that were terrible with the Yanks and then somehow found it elsewhere, found fame and fortune elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Avaldi especially fucking pissed me off. Because he won a championship with the Red Sox after that. Yeah, he would be um yeah, he'd be similar to that, I guess. Avaldi was kind of like the de facto MVP of that series that they won. Yeah, he was the losing pitcher in the game that they lost, though. That's the one that he went, like, seven innings in extras, though. Yeah. Which saved the bullpen, which gave them them a shot in the next couple games. Yeah, I know. That's why I was, that's why he was, that's like, to me, it was kind of the de facto MVP is because he's, he let everybody else rest while he just kind of was a workhorse out there. I know they lost it, but he wasn't supposed to pitch in that game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't even think of like who was in their bullpen. I guess, yeah, he saved Craig Kimbrell. <laughs> he saved Chris Sale. Chris Sale's the one who closed out the World that's Series. Right, yeah. Yeah. Kimbrell stunk. Kimbrell's still doing it all these years later. Fucking tight what tight rope act in Philly. And in the in the All-Star game. Right? Didn't he close the uh, All-Star game? Oh, did he? I checked. So. Uh, I think I only watched the first few innings of the All-Star game. Are when you did they, when did they switch to the uniforms? Every year they do the uniforms. Well, I mean, it's fairly new, though, isn't it? What? Oh, well, yeah, they used to be like their own. You used to wear your own uniforms. Yeah, I know. Uh, like, I, they I changed know. that like five, six years ago? I don't know. I don't remember when they stopped it. I don't know why they went back to that. You don't know why? No, I said I wouldn't mind. I don't know why, but I wouldn't mind. If they Probably to sell jerseys. But I wouldn't oh, yeah, mind it's they, definitely why. I wouldn't mind if they went back to it, though. Yeah, just wear your fucking uniform. Yeah, put a star on it someplace. <laughs> put a patch. Yeah. Are you ready for Floreal to come back up and give it a shot? <laughs> every every like expert is every like internet expert is like time to bring him back up because he's tearing up triple A. Can he play left field? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, that's probably the one thing we could be sure of. You could play at the outfield. If he can actually you, hit, I don't know. He he can't hit. He could play the outfield. He can't hit. No, I think we know what he is, but I'm saying, but he is tearing up. He's like, I think he leads AAA in home runs. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's crazy. 26-year-old prospect. Yeah. Finally find uh, him. What do you think you can get for Glaber right now? Because Glaber's hot. Yeah, he's the guy you got you to gotta trade. Otani, maybe. Glaber for Otani straight up. <laughs> Familiar uh, control with Kleber, right? I, I wonder if he'd be in any kind of deal for a big star. Like, I wonder if he's in the deal for Soto or if it's all prospects. He'd be a good Padre, though. He belongs he'd be to the a good team. Padre. Petco Park, for sure. Do they all hate each other? The stars there? Uh, I don't think so. Machado, Tatis, and all them? Yeah. 
I don't think so. I think it was just like a kind of like a poorly constructed team where they just it was like a fantasy baseball team. Yeah, you got to fill in the the blanks a little bit. Yeah, a little bit better than that. Bob Melvin managing out there. I don't know what's wrong with San Diego. I haven't really looked into it, but uh, Blake Snell's turned it around too. Their bullpen. No, they have Hater at the end of games. I don't know what the hell's wrong with the Padres. On paper, they look yeah. good, but it just seems like it's mm, fucking fly. You guys have one hit. It's a big one, though. But not going to cut it. So now it's de- is it down to less than 50-50 to make the playoffs? Yeah, I think I, I think the actual percentage is like 36%. Oh, damn. It's not great. Yeah. No, I'm definitely below 50% on that now. I mean... Outside of the trade, I have no idea when Judge is coming back. It's a it's a secret that they'll be kept, they'll take to their graves when Judge is coming back. It'll be books written. Yeah, uh, I mean, Luizaga is the only other guy I think that's coming back at some point. Will Rizzo find it? Will DJ find it? Can anybody can can Glaber actually stay this hot? Can he finally like be consistent? No. No, well, no, of course not. But I'm saying, like, these are all the things that you need to happen. Have any kind of shot to make some kind of push. This team does not inspire any kind of, like, uh, fantasies in me where I think of them, like, getting off the mat, getting hot, and, like, just having this magical run. There was a time last year with what Judge was doing, what the team was doing early in the season. I thought I kind of felt like that could be that kind of season and that faded away very quickly when they reminded us that they can still lose like 12 out of 13 or something, whatever ridiculous losing streak they had last year. And it's like, all right, this team does not have that magic. They don't know how to win. They don't want to maintain it. I have no faith in them being down and picking themselves back up as much as I thought that they couldn't be, be like a magical team last year. How how hurt do you think Judge's toe is? Uh, it's t- I mean, the guy's a giant, right? I mean, toes are tough with big men, right? I don't know. Is think, it? About, think about all the centers that have, like, toe problems. Didn't Shaq have a toe problem? Did he? I think so. I feel like it's just a lot of weight to be carrying around. and like, Especially if it's your it's his back foot. Is that right? Is his right foot? It's probably his right foot. And like pushing off on the swing and stuff. It's a lot of weight. Torque. I don't know how bad it is, but I would imagine the swing and how you kind of twist that foot would be real painful. Yeah. Especially with his size and strength. On the other hand, I'm sure they're protecting him a little more than they would a normal player. (laughs) Yeah, part of me just wants to be like, dude, just fucking wrap it up. Go play. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, it's my uh, point. My point is, Jeter probably would have missed like 
a game. That's my point. Might not even know Hitter's toe. (laughs) Yeah, you would just saw him limping in September, and he would have been like, yeah, that that crashed into the wall in June. (laughs) (laughs) It's really stuck with me. It's been broken. I'm going to have to have surgery in the offseason. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe Peraza can make over the sixty home runs though. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, yeah, this is a poorly constructed team. Talk about poorly constructed teams. That's the Yanks. Well, Jose Peraza is here now. It's it took, ri- it took Josh Donaldson tearing his fucking hamstring oh, off the bone or whatever. Man, re- I, just really sigh of relief. Real old man injury, just fucking getting hurt, just running first base. <laughs> I find those injuries so like hard to fathom. Like, I guess if I was doing that every day, you know, four times a day, running to first base at my mm-hmm. age, I guess I would be due to tear or something. Oh, or well, something. struck out at least twice a game, so he's only running to first base maybe a couple times. True, and if it's <laughs> in the dirt, he's still probably not running. <laughs> But, like, these guys just – they get old and they just – like, Stan gets hurt, like, jogging. How – maybe he's a bad example just because he's so big. But, I like think, – I, I think it's how they work out. It's all muscle. I, I think it's – it's there's no – nobody does, like – nobody's limber. And they're all – and Donaldson's not, like, a small guy. Like, he's jacked. Nobody's nimble or limber. That's what it all comes down to. Everything's like, everything, a, like Domingo Herman. He's not going to get hurt running. He doesn't look like it. No, he looks like a, a pretty athletic guy. So you should be like either lean or be like 25 pounds overweight, 30 pounds overweight, and you'll be good. Right. Yeah. So this will feel never fucking tore a hammy. Vogelback has been healthy all season, right? <laughs> yeah. Much to the chagrin of. <laughs> the Mets faithful. <laughs> yeah, it is always an in-shape guy getting hurt, like running. Yeah, that, that that's like the shit that boggles my mind is that we t- we want to talk about how nobody in the old days got hurt like this, but what it's boggles my mind about it is that everybody now it's like well, we take care of ourselves better than ever. We know how to work out better. We're smarter when we work out. We're stronger. We're our bodies are our livelihood. You know. Like Bob Feller was cutting wood in, on his farm in the off season, and these guys are just, are working out trying to get jacked in their off in the off season, and it and it's it takes its own kind of wear and tear on them. I mean, even look yeah. at Otani. Otani's not like jacked or anything. Yeah, he's he's pretty skinny. Yeah. Although Lou Gehrig was pretty jacked, played like yeah. sixteen great years. Much much different kind of Jack though. He wasn't like tight like these guys. Like he didn't have he wasn't muscle bound. He was barrel chested. Yeah. Yeah. He was the he was the iron horse. He wasn't uh manufactured out of iron. He was just as strong as a horse. Lift all right, well it's confirmed. Lifting weights bad for baseball players. I really think it is. I don't think you need to be Muscle, but I think lifting. I don't think lifting weights is bad, per se. But I think lifting too many weights, getting too jacked, is unnecessary. The power comes from your hips and your wrists. I mean, that's Ted Williams telling it, not me. 
They got to mix in a little more Pilates or something. Yoga, yeah, get on the mat, guys. Yoga, Pilates, and then you lift weights like once or twice a week. It's not a coincidence that Stanton's the one who's always getting hurt. Yeah. He's the most jacked guy. Why is the guy in the most shape always fucking hurt? <laughs> he's, yeah, I don't know. It's a fucking it does, mystery. Doesn't make any sense. But, how, but on the other hand, look at like the NBA, like LeBron actually like looks at his body as his livelihood and like takes care of it like it's the thing that earns his money which it does and the guy doesn't get hurt i mean did i guess he has a couple this past year he was hurt but i mean he's old now he wasn't he, he wasn't injury prone in his career he honed his I, body for exactly what he needed for that sport it does i don't know I can't i can't figure it out why baseball players get hurt just running to first base um Again, they work out. You don't really see that that often. You don't see it that often in football, right? No, guys pulling up lame. No. Just a wide receiver going to score a touchdown, like once in a while, maybe. But I mean, you get some of those things in the knee. What do you call it? Like the Victor Cruz injury. Well, that's different. Those non contact. I think that more has to do with like the turf. The turf, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely turf injuries. Yeah. Yeah, you don't just see like you don't just see like the hurry up offense like they're all right. We got to run up, spot the ball. You don't see like an offensive lineman just all of a sudden grab their hammy. No, three hundred no. pound dudes. No, they they will pull their hammy, but it's it's in the trenches though, where they're like pushing and pulling at each other, and like something will happen, their leg will extend or something. Right, they so can't come it. out until after the drive's over. Just hurry up, offense. Yeah. Just gotta keep going. <laughs> all right, we gotta take a quick break. We we'll back. Part two in a sec. Well, the Yankees are down 100 to one, so this game's over. This game is most likely over. It's five It's five to one, but it feels like 100. It feels like ICAP should be warming up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just to wrap up a couple of things, baseball-wise, Yankees are also apparently in on Dylan Carlson, Randall Gritchick. I think you mentioned Gritchick last, last week. Ballinger, which you mentioned earlier. And the Yankees are also seeking upgrades at catcher in the rotation and the back end of their bullpen. Good luck, fellas. If only there was an offseason that they, those things could have been addressed. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they think that this is time to build your team up. Catcher, um, left field, starting pitching, relief pitching. Which we've needed for I don't know how many years. Sure. It feels like feels like we needed a left fielder my whole life. <laughs> we didn't have a left fielder in the dynasty years. But we had good fill-ins, though. Yeah, it was always patchwork. It was always platoon. Yeah, but it was Strawberry and Lede, you mentioned. David Justice who was incredible when he came over. Uh, Tim Raines. Yeah, yeah Raines was a platoon with, with Straw. It was, yeah. Shane Spencer. Shane Spencer lightning in a bottle, but it wasn't Shane Spencer wasn't there like three years later, not hitting. It was like, all right, we're done with Shane Spencer. I mean, it might have been like three years, but he wasn't there. He didn't overstay his welcome, is what I'm saying. He was there like through a one, I would say. Yeah. And that's probably it. That's all, that's all you got. We got everything we could out of him. Now it's like you throw guys out there and it's like two, three weeks in, we're like, well, all right, this is all we can really get out of this guy, but we stick with him for like three and a half years. Yeah. Yep. 
Like we and got like we got we got like the most out of Aaron Hicks early, and the catcher was like, "Yeah, I'll sign up for this forever." And it was like, "Okay, well, that's unsustainable for that guy," and it didn't didn't last at all. Yeah, bad contract. Hicks was a center fielder, I guess, but um, and one more thing about Otani, just like you you don't think they're going to move him, but could you imagine one of these contenders? Especially, when, especially like the Orioles or the Rays get their hands on them, and just thirsty for, thirsty for the playoffs, thirsty for a World Series, and they just run them into the ground. Just picture on third three three days rest. Yeah, give them the over. Sabathia treatment. Yep. I mean, I would, that's what they'd have to do. He probably wouldn't do it though. You think he would? You think he would be that kind of guy? I think he would refuse. Jesus, I don't want him on my team then. Oh, unfortunately, it is not IKF warming up. <laughs> Albert Abreu. Fortunately, fortunately for the Angels. Is Albert yes. Abreu. All right. Well, that's all I got for baseball. Wrap are you mad? Are you mad that the Giants are being cheap with Barkley? No, I think they'll work it out. It's gonna. They'll hold out. This is has. This is has. Has to be how it's done. I think he'll hold out, skip training camp, skip the preseason, and he'll be giant come opening day. For one more season, probably. Yeah. I don't I, I don't mind them being cheap with them. I don't like you can't overpay a running back. You just can't. I like I like the guy a lot. But you can't give five years to a running back. No, no. Cowboys did that with Zeke and it's a, it's a mistake. Apparently they're bringing him back. I read. Man, they but, won't give him a ton of money, and it, that'll work for him. Paul Pollard's hurt, right? Is Pollard hurt now? Well, he, he hurt his ankle in that Niners playoff game. Oh, so he's been hurt. So yeah. And Zeke's twenty-seven. Yeah, I don't know. But that works. I mean, that works. You have two guys. You have you know your your thunder and lightning. It, that works. It just works to have multiple guys back there. Even the Browns, the Browns have one of the best running backs in the game, and they have they supplement him with another running back, another really good running back. Yeah, I heard him talking about it on the fan today about like how much Tiki made his last year as a Giant, and that was almost twenty years ago. Yeah, and now guys, like the, the the pay like increase hasn't really gone up for running backs. It's like kind of leveled out and stayed the same. Yeah. Even with inflation, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, they asked but I mean, him to do that's less. Then that's the nature of the game, though. They asked him to do less than they did when Tiki was the number one, for the most right. part. Unless it's Henry, or like yeah, there's a few guys, Marsh, but now Marshall it's like right. You're paying. You're almost splitting up that money between two guys now. Yeah, yeah. The only big time guys you can you have to be a you have to be a running back. I don't know how much McCaffrey gets paid, but you almost have to be that, that kind of running back where you catch balls out of the backfield and you're not just running it out of the eye formation to make serious money. You have to be a dynamic running back to do multiple things to think about getting that kind of money. I would think. Yeah. You can't just sit back there and get the ball handed off to you. Unless you're Henry, unless you're that kind of guy. But it's fun. Yeah, it's like a couple, that's it. Yeah. But I, don't know, I saw some guys 
McCaffrey's one of the guys who spoke out about it. I, I mean, it's, Barkley probably could be that kind of player on your team, probably needing to be that kind of player on your team. I just, with his history, um, and, it, you know, just that position, the Giants have so many holes they need to fill. You can't. Put, can't pay put, that yeah, running back. Right. You're going to need you need a, you're gonna, you're gonna, after this season, you're going to need to upgrade offensive line again. You, it's, it's a constant. You just have to keep doing it. You can't rest in your laurels. I'm sure. I'm sure they've improved, but they're not going to be. And the defensive line, for that matter, you, you're going to need to put money to these other important parts of the team. You can't have it tied up in a running back because you could piece it together. If you have, if no. you have, if you have a good defense and you have a quarterback, you can win. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's what it is. It's quarterback and sprinkling a little defense. Yeah, you don't need a big time. You don't need a big time receiver. You no. need to have you need to have reliable receivers. Yeah, you gotta have some sure-handed guys move the chains. Mm-hmm. Now, who's the top receiver in Kansas City? I mean, it's Kelsey, I guess. Yeah, Kelsey's beast. But yeah, they don't. They don't. I mean, I don't even know who their number one actual receiver was. Juju last year, he stinks. It's everybody, everybody in every game. Could be anybody. McCall Hardman, who was uh, who had a big, who had a big um, Super Bowl. What's uh, what's the kid from the Giants, right? Tony. Oh yeah, Kadarius Tony had a couple yeah. touchdowns. So it was, the, it's just young it's Joker. The young Joker. You just have to. Uh, you just need reliable guys. If, you, if you're if you're relying on if you lean on one guy, you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, that's the name of the game. Running backs have been devalued. Apparently, Josh Jacobs, another guy who hasn't been signed. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, man. Stan reaches on an error, does not get hurt running to first base. <laughs> Wins all around. Uh, yeah, Josh Jacobs not signed. I, I'm not really enamored with Josh Jacobs, though. He's done. I feel like he's probably got decent numbers, but I, I, I don't think he's like a dominant running back. No, I don't think so either. And that's just how it is. You could, I mean, you could find running backs just all over the place now. Yeah, my feeling is Saquon will be there opening day. Like he's not going to sit on an entire season. Not that he's not going to pull Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Nope. So, so yeah. one season, and then he'll look to get paid elsewhere, probably. If someone's willing to give really? him that money for his sake, yeah, yeah. And on the and open market, people get people get mad about it, though. I mean, like, what are you going to do if no one wants to pay? Yeah. Like, you're not entitled. Yeah. Take what take what's gonna take what you're worth. I mean, you, you don't determine your worth. I mean, you do, I guess, by your performance. But it's also the game, and and Rizzo grounds into two, quickly erases Stanton's. <laughs> I I don't know what I don't know what happened to Rizzo. He's been just monstered. It sucked him all his powers. I'd send him to Cleveland. I'd send him to St. Louis and get Goldschmidt if I could. <laughs> oh my God. The, 
That's another team. They're sellers too. The Cardinals. Arenado's available. Montgomery. <laughs> I think they said Arenado and Goldschmidt probably won't be. They both have no trade clauses. They might want out though. <laughs> right, right, it's a good point. They they want to go to a they want to go from a bad situation to a slightly better, but also a bad situation in New York. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> they're they're going to catch Tupac's killer. You heard? No. They're, they want LAPD? to sell. No, Vegas PD. Oh, I'm sorry. Biggie was LAPD. Yeah, they went they went to some, somebody's house in Nevada as part of the ongoing investigation. Whose house was it? They didn't they didn't say anything. There's like no details. How has there not been like a book written yet about that? Who killed know. Tupac? How would you have something in your house? 30 years later, that has this as proof. It's like memorabilia. I mean, if you, had, if you had one murder, I mean, maybe not one, but if you had one big murder under your belt, are you going to hang on to something as a memento? Keep a souvenir. Yeah. Isn't getting away with it enough? I don't know. If you're a psychopath, you need like a little something. Get the blood pumping. You got to open up that top drawer. And see, I don't, I don't know. Remember, it was like a drive-by, though. It wasn't even like a thing. It was just a drive-by. That was on the Vegas Strip. That one. Uh, yes, it was after a Mike Tyson fight, right? Tyson Holyfield, maybe. Maybe, yeah. September seventh, ninety-five, six. Yep. And then Biggie was after that. I know Biggie was in L.A. Biggie, it's I watched the movie. Sounds like it was the LAPD. <laughs> I mean, I there was uh, there was it was pretty orchestrated. There were some professionals involved with both of these. I don't know. I don't know what the Tupac one was. I mean, it was just a car pulling up to one car and shooting the shit out of it. That's what Biggie was too, though. Yeah, it doesn't sound very professional. I think there was cops involved. Both of them? Suge Knight. Definitely Biggie's. I yeah, Suge was, was in the car with Pac. Yeah, Suge Knight's a bad guy. He's it's amazing no one's shit. really... It's amazing no one's ever, like, spoke out, really, about this. Like, I know what happened. Well, I guess that's how the movie got made. Someone had to speak out. But other than that, not like Jimmy Hoffa, where like everybody came forward saying they had something to do with it. Everybody, yeah, everybody had a different story. Everybody had, yeah, everybody, everybody claimed to know something. Every everything, um, well, the details were different. It was probably. Do you think it was better for their legacies just to die early, though? Uh, like look, no, at, look at guys like look. I think he probably was though. If you really think about it, like like who though? Like Jay Z is pretty well regarded. Yeah, but he's like I feel like the shine is off the coin. Oh, yeah, but yeah, but I mean that's like the now. It's his hits still live on. 
I yeah, think- but like, imagine like Biggie owning like fucking Ciroc or something like Diddy does. <laughs> <laughs> they just become businessmen, you know what I mean? When they get older, it's it's the right move financially, but. Uh, yeah, I could see Biggie doing going that route. I could see Pac doing something completely different, though. He just seems he see well. He definitely would have acted. He seems like a little more of a um like a thoughtful guy, like a Renaissance man type guy. Like I'm, I think he would have done some. He might have done some good in his life. You know what I mean? Like outside of. I mean, his music was thoughtful. It wasn't all like, but le- yeah, but legacy and like popularity wise, I feel like when guys die young, what about like Hendrix? I mean, he's so yeah. I mean, he's so young. Who knows? You never know, right? All those guys at twenty-seven definitely helped. I mean, they definitely helped uh, Jim Morrison's legacy. I don't think for he, sure. Yeah, he don't. I think he'd been kind of like a buffoon if he kept if he kept going. I don't think he'd be remembered as a rock god if he if he uh, didn't die young. Hendrix, I don't know, because Hendrix was great, um, legitimately great. Um, it'd been kind of cool to see him. Like Paul McCartney, still regarded like a king. It's a, it's a Beatle, though, <laughs> right? But and Hendrix is a Hendrix is a legitimately rock god. Like he closed Woodstock. I think he closed it. I know he did the anthem. Um, I, it's just a, something to ponder about some of these guys. Yeah, I I would say Hendrix would would have had a great future ahead of him. Pac, I think. Would I think have, most of them would have. I think Pac would have changed and had a, and had a different but great legacy as well. Won an won an Oscar maybe. It's possible. Um. I can see Pac, Pac was a little bit like Kobe in that, where he would want his hand, like his fingers, and a little of this, a little of that, but kind of creatively, you know. Yep. Um, Biggie, I don't know. I could, I don't, I'm not sure I could pinpoint Biggie's motivations. He would have been like Diddy. It's very. It's possible. Businessman, yeah. Which isn't as cool. Which isn't as cool as. Oh no. What he's regarded as. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I'll, I'll say I'd say Amy Winehouse, like she's probably made the right call checking out. Because what would she be like? She'd yeah. be Lou Bega. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No, that's a little too more too much too contemporary for me. But she was highly regarded by Tony Bennett as a great voice. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure she could have gone the Lady Gaga route, though. No, probably not. No way. Not even close to Lady Gaga. No way. Well, no, I only mentioned her because they sang on the same Tony Bennett album, different songs, obviously, but they were both on the same album. And Tony like made a point to mention how great Amy Winehouse was. She she died at 27 too. I think so, yeah. I just know that one song by her. And that's Reed, it. Yeah. There's Sean Casey. Pumped up, fired up. Team yeah. Hitting. Oh, yeah. Get to work, Sean. He clapping for her. It's Herman. It's fucking, it's a quality start in, in, by Yankee analytics. <laughs> five innings, five runs. 
Uh, I don't know. Who- uh, oh, you know who died young? Aaliyah. Six innings, five runs. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's different. I mean, she, she just she was a pop star. I don't know. That was R. Kelly's fault, right? No, it was a plane crash. But R. Kelly, R. R. Kelly got with her though, right? Like when she was thirteen <laughs> or something. I don't remember. Did he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did, man. I can't think of the Aaliyah song. I just heard it too, but it's the only song I could think of by her. Yeah, I don't know. I just who knows that she she was so young. It's hard to say. Like what would like what she would have done if she was left eye Lopez. I think she's exactly. I don't think it would. Have, I don't think her legacy would have changed one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. Would the group have stayed together though? Would TLC already, had more they, to give? Were they all, were they already broken up or no? Yeah, I don't know. They, yeah, I mean, they did their up. they did their job. They 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 cranked out those couple songs. Yeah, waterfalls and uh, and no scrubs. And No Scrubs was technically like a remake or kind of a semi cover, right? Wait, wasn't No? I thought No Scrubs was uh, Destiny's Child. No, that's no, it's TLC. Mm, I don't know, man. No way, man. It's uh, now you're fucking with me because you're second. I'm second guessing myself, but I'm almost. Oh, it is TLC. It is TLC. All right. Yeah, come on. All right. Well, sorry, I'm not. Sorry, not on my playlist. No, you know no. Do you know no pigeons? I don't. I don't know any pigeons. (laughs) No pigeons is the original. No scrubs. It was sung by like guys being like, "I don't want no pigeons." Ah, okay. And and TLC just like took that and made their own version (laughs) that was like way more popular. Wait, so who who's, who made the No Pigeons song? I don't know, but they didn't. They're still alive. See, they should have. Sporty they, thieves. They uh, see, they could have used the plane crash. And these, I could see, I could see TLC looking at like this CD album cover, Sporty Thieves, and like these are who we're singing about. These are the guys we're singing. Yeah. About. Right, they ended them basically with these no the, scrubs. These are the scrubs that we are. Wow. <laughs> Sporty thieves. Years active, nineteen ninety seven to present. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> oh wait a second! No, they have an album that came out. They have two albums this year. Wow, they're still hanging around, huh? Like, yeah, wow. Oh, I'm sorry. No Scrubs was actually first, which makes it even worse because they tried, because they, they tried to like go back at them and it was just a complete flop. Yeah, Sporty Thieves. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's Abe Lincoln. You think his legacy would have been different? If he didn't die so young, he did free the <laughs> he did free the slaves, so he has that under his belt. <laughs> Kennedy's definitely would be, yeah. Kennedy would be known as like scumbag fucking 
politician. Just yeah. like he would have been like one of the first like ones that was just like, oh man, so presidents are scumbags. <laughs> well, that's the thing with Lincoln. Like, yeah, he freed the slaves, but like, what kind of laws we put into place afterwards? <laughs> like, hold them down. Yeah. Like, oh, wait a second, he freed them, but then he also like they. It's like, no, definitely they cannot vote, though. <laughs> or like after his presidency, it would have been uncovered that he still has a couple. Yeah. Pay, pays him off the books. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd be something terrible, I'm sure. So, yeah, maybe, maybe John Wilkes Booth did him a favor. Yeah. I mean, who knows? It's, it's sometimes it's good for your legacy to get, you know, an untimely death if you're in the public eye, obviously. Yeah, it's a good point. Usually if it's untimely and it's a citizen, it's just a, they overdose on some drugs. It's just fentanyl or something. Yeah. Do you know this new one called Trank? It's a drug? Yeah. Trank with a Q? <laughs> no. You got to see like what's videos. It, what's it do? You guys see videos of it. Like it's in Philly. People are just like, they look like zombies, man. So it's like a heroin? Kind of. Yeah. It's it's bizarre. It's I feel like heroin's not as bad as this. This doesn't make people look like this. I'm looking at a video and it's just four people, just they cannot move. They're hunched over. Yeah, oh. those those drugs look incredible. Look incredible. Yeah, I mean, we see it from like a third person's view. Like we're looking at them, like, oh, this is so sad. But they're fucking just, you know, they're fucking just loving it. <laughs> it's not sad to them. It's only sad when it wears off. <laughs> right. Then they keep chasing it and chasing it and chasing it until it's, you know. It's called xylazine or trank, which is an animal sedative used to enhance the effect. Oh, it's used to enhance the effects of heroin, cocaine, and fentanyl. So it's it's a performance enhancing drug for drugs. So stronger than all of those. It it's like it sounds like if you put like a nip on top of your high noon. Basically. Oh, okay. That's what it sounds like. That makes sense. That makes sense. Then I understand. I understand what they're doing. Philadelphia, New York City has its own epidemic. Yeah, the videos are not good. So this is this is this is really like making waves around these big cities. Yeah, I've heard about it like months ago, but just kind of popped up recently that it's a huge problem. Maybe probably because of the summer, people are all outside. <laughs> yeah, they look legitimately like zombies, man. Remember the summer of Trank? 2023. I mean, this is Philly. This is a street in Philly, and there's like the tents are up. I mean, if you see, if I see tents in the city, I'm just get, I'm getting the hell out of there as quick as possible. If I see tents on the sidewalk, I don't want anything to do with that. Feel bad for homeless people and stuff, but I don't want to be dealing with people that live in tents. Not that bad. Nothing, nothing. Those people have nothing to lose. They, you don't know the one guy's having a bad day. I mean, they're all having a bad day. But you know, yeah. one guy sees you, you know, whistling along the street and he's having a bad, a 
a bad day right. to end his bad days. You know, you don't want to run that guy. Couldn't find any track that day, and he's going to take it out on you. Yeah, I don't need that, man. <sighs> no, you don't need it. My legacy will not be helped. Fucking getting Trank. Yeah. All his friends got it. They came back. They're one short. Now they're all hopped up on Trank, and he's fucking the only one under the tent without yeah. it. Oh, yeah. He sees and you, you walk by. Skipping by. Got a cheesesteak. <laughs> fucking happy wanderer. <laughs> happy wanderer. The fucking shiv in his liver. Yeah. Yep. Can't make can't make contact with the uh no. the disturbed. <laughs> can't do it. No. I gotta say, like when we were growing up, all these drugs were romanticized in one way or the other. Yep. Like cocaine had its own kind of moment where it was like, all right, let's you know, look, I guess they could call the movies out and stuff, but it just kind of seemed like very chic 70s thing to do. Um, even like heroin had a little a bit of a like a seem kind of there's a lot of famous heroin addicts seem kind of not cool kind of never touch the shit but it had its like an own his own romanticism to it uh-huh. feels like nowadays like none of this shit is romanticized the trank the fentanyl that probably started with crack in the 80s because that wasn't really romanticized either I was like inner city drug so I know who's doing PR for the drugs these days. They got to get on their game a little better. Start making some cases for it. For it, yeah. Why is it cool to do trank? Why is it cool to be a zombie in the middle of Philadelphia? I guess because yeah. you're in Philadelphia, you want to forget that you're in fucking Philadelphia. Yeah, I know. Crack never really caught on huh? in the 80s. I mean, it caught on, but not cool. in the pop mm. culture way they wanted it to. Not in the pop culture way, no. I would say no. I would say that the 80s probably started the the true-to-life look at these things and not, like, look at the, like, you watch The Wire. There's no romanticizing drugs in in The Wire. No. You watch Blow, and you're like, you know what? (laughs) Yeah. No, it's a good idea. Let's go to California. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if, I guess if you were rich in the 80s You were doing coke, you weren't doing crack I was like, right, class yeah. war Yeah, coke was Crack was a Horvath coke Yes, exactly But, yeah, you don't see any you don't, There's no I'm trying to think, like, I, might, I don't even know what Do I watch Where there's drugs involved Kind of res- gotta respect the rich guy In the 80s that went to crack, though like, you know what? I'm going to do some crack. I'm sure it happened. I'm sure they just felt invincible. And they're like, you know what? I give this fucking shit a try myself. Right. I'm sure Belfort. More, more I'm money. Sure, I'm sure Jordan Belfort did it. Yeah, I think he I mean, does it in the movie. I'm sure he did it in real oh, life. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. They do do it in the movie. They actually do do it in the movie. I see <laughs> lions and tigers and bears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He loves the crack in that scene. <laughs> You get so happy to fucking yeah. be smoking crack. I'm surprised he actually went, went to work the next day and didn't just become a crack addict. Yeah, you know I, I assumed one hit when that was it. <laughs> yeah, they always tell you that about all the drugs. You're addicted after one. 
I'm sure it's yeah. true for some of them. I'm sure the poll is there. I don't know if you're addicted. Booze. I'm sure you're. Well, I'm still doing research on that. I'm not exactly. <laughs> that's true. I'm sure, but the poll is there. Yeah, booze definitely because booze. The first time you get drunk, I meant the first drink you have. The first time you get drunk, the next day you're like, I'm never doing that again. Uh, and then the next weekend you're like, you know what's fun? <laughs> we did last weekend. Maybe we could get it right this time. Yes. And you're practicing and practicing and practicing. And then you start to appreciate the liquor a little bit more. Then that first sip of like beer, you're chasing that. And that's it. You're like, you know, 65. <laughs> what the fuck happened? <laughs> 65, cocktail in your hand. Never gave it up. Still, still chasing that. Still, still practicing. A lot of people give up booze, though, man. A lot of people give it up. At a certain age, I think uh, it depends how much you do. And at a certain age, you might have to, you know, at least slow down or cut out. I just want to, like, when I hear someone, like, gave it up, I just, I want to see, like, the back of their baseball card. Like, let me see your statistics. And (laughs) What do you mean? You know what I mean? Like, I want to see, like, how out of control you were. Let me see how much you were drinking. Oh, all right, it's fair. Because if you're drinking like less than me or the same amount as me, then like you're a pussy if you gave it up. Like you didn't have a problem. <laughs> you just like I, there's nothing worse than hearing someone complain like, "Oh, I just couldn't deal with the hangovers anymore." Well, then drink less. Yeah, don't get a hangover. You know, drink. You, know, you, you get the tools of to your toolbox. They drink. Like you haven't figured out how to. Yeah. It's like, what do you have? You having two bears in the afternoon and waking up the next day, like not being able to get out of bed? Like, quit making excuses and get back out there. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think in my heyday, I think my baseball card is pretty good. I think it would have been, I think I'd have been respected if I, if I hung them up early. You're, you're saying you would have been like people would have been like oh yeah he had his time it was time for him to hang it up probably yeah it's probably a lot that you don't know about too <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not one to advertise <laughs> oh you're saying you drank more than people than you let on Pro- probably I mean it's impossible to know how much somebody else drinks it's true. Unless you're really with somebody all the I mean, time, I guess there, it is. There used to be a liquor store in the train station. I just hit it every t- every day on the way home. I was like, why not? From work? Yeah. How many? Like a uh, two, two tall ones? One tall one? Yeah, two. <laughs> Sometimes one in a nip or maybe one in a couple nips. Yeah, that's pretty aggressive, I would say, every day. That wasn't like every day, but there was times where like... Monday was just a hard day. Tuesday was like, you know what? I did it yesterday. I should wait until at least Thursday, but I did it yesterday, so I might as well. And then Wednesday will come around and be like, oh, it's going to be a week, I guess. We're going to go for the streak. <laughs> oh, man. And before you know it, 27 up, 27 down. <laughs> Baseball immortality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, it was great. It's great. And and you, you, I guess if you hate your job, too. That helps. That did help. <laughs> Or hurts, whatever way you look at it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And now, like, and even after that place closed, I mean, I knew exactly. I, I'd had the timing down in, like, bodegas I can go to. What time I had to leave the office to get there. And if somebody was, like, in line doing lotto, I'd be like, come on, guy. I get this down to a science. <laughs> yeah. It's like, now I have to leave, like, 10 minutes early. If I, if I want to have a beer on a Friday, I leave 10 minutes early. And the place doesn't even have, like, tall boys. I got to get a, like, a... I got a bougie six pack or bougie four pack or something. It's tough. There's no oh, GFO Degas now. Not, not by me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think about that sometimes, like at a at like a baseball game when I'm tricking. Like I'm like, is everyone else pounding beers right now like this? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> There's one or two somewhere out there that are doing it. Well, you know, that there are some because you've seen drunk people at ball games before. Seen the parking lots. It's not like sober. Yeah, You're not an AA meeting drinking. I know, but I was like, when I was at the game center, like I was pounding them and like functioning. Yeah, we were sweating like, out. Right, true. And it, we we did the math last show, but like, I'm like, I'm crushing like four or five twenty four ounces and like going out to dinner. <laughs> well, you gotta soak it up. You gotta. But I'm like, is everyone else like, are people drinking? A, are people drinking this much hair? I'm sure there's a few. And B, the ones that are, they like sloshed right now. And I'm just like going about my business. Hey, do you have any, you don't have any other, you said beer, right? Just beer. Yeah, you could, that's easy. I'm not easy, but you know what I mean? Like, that's, it's like, did you even drink that day? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to you bragging <laughs> about drinking beer. <laughs> what are we, 12? <laughs> I had some sangria at dinner. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's that's if if you're a professional, you could do that easy and function. Yeah, I feel like beer is like a given. Like is there is there someone that had that day and was like, I gotta can't do this anymore? <laughs> <laughs> if you were doing like brown in the parking lot, though, different story. Nah, I didn't drive, so it's like drive home from New York. It's like you gotta avoid the brown. I mean, you can do one, but then you can do one brown. No, so you <laughs> no, it's home. stupid. You yeah. Oh, I did. That's exactly what I did. Crazy little nice little Woodford <laughs> responsibly on my couch when I yeah. got home. Yeah, nice nightcap. But yeah, that's uh. If you're doing beer, you shouldn't be getting shit-faced if you're just drinking beer. No. I mean, if you're drinking, like, at a rapid pace, maybe. But, no, you shouldn't be getting – you get full before you get, like, bombed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You'd have to maybe do – like, be playing a drinking game maybe to get, like, drunk quicker. Maybe doing funnels or something or playing – maybe even playing beer pong. <laughs> I don't even know. That's – to get, like, shit-faced on beer is tough. No, because you eventually reach a point when you're drinking beer that you're like, you start like, ah, a little full. And then you you do the brown. (laughs) Right, exactly. You reach reach that point. It's almost like a a digestif, only for beer, not really for a meal, but it's for the beer. It's like, I need to like, you need to like coat your stomach with, with the... I don't know. Science, bitch. It just works. Yeah. Well, second, second straight show of doing science, the science of drinking. 
Yeah. We, found our, we think we finally found our niche. There's something with the, the brown does that like makes more room. It's it's almost like a Pepto Bismol. Yeah. For the for the beer. Mm-hmm. I like that. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I like it. it's it's it helps for sure. Yeah. All right, yeah. That's it's a life lesson for today. I think so. Don't smoke I, crack. I learned something. Don't do trank. No. Just pound beer all day. Just pound beer all day. Maybe. Yeah, and wait till you get home to have a brown. You'll feel like a million bucks. <laughs> and you're not going to be quitting. Nah. Nah. And Peraz is 0 for 5 tonight. <laughs> nice way to wrap the show. Yeah, I guess part of the reason I never got into like the hard drugs is because they, all those people like have to quit drinking. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you got to have your standards and your morals, man. I like that. Yeah. You have, we know what you stand for. We got to wrap right. it up, man. That's it for uh, unless you want to come back. Ah, the new ten minute fucking time barrier. <laughs> We'll save we'll save that for football season. All right. Well, thanks everybody for spending time with us at Sunday Poor. I'll be back here next week. Until then, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh little Tuesday show. Check in with you next week. Until then, peace.